Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Gobble Gobble, pre-Thanksgiving edition of Believe in Betting LA. This is episode 65. We are recording on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving Day. Have a two-game NFL slate tomorrow and a lot of great college football games on Friday. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713. And join from his parents' basement or childhood bedroom, whatever you're in right now, in the bed itself, is my co-host, Chris Lewart. How you doing, Chris? You looking forward to Thanksgiving tomorrow? Uh, I am, and I haven't had a functional chair to sit in. In my childhood bedroom in some time. Uh, so it's laying on the bed it is. It reminds me a lot of college where uh, I would do tons of homework and reading and then wonder why my neck hurt because I was laying against a wall. Not a, not the most intelligent thing I've ever done. you got to get one of those, uh, those, those boards that you put in your lap, the lap desks that has like the, the padding underneath and like the, the functional stuff on top. And then you like prop it with the thing in the back against the wall and then you're in business. Yeah, and uh, the I don't know why, and I had one of these. I don't know why I didn't use it. It wasn't until years later that I figured those uh, those airplane neck pillow things. You just kind of oh, prop, yeah. yep, prop one of those up a little bit, and you're uh, you're good to go. But um, I don't know, uh, not the most critical problem solving thinker when I was uh, you know nineteen and twenty and twenty one years old. Aren't those the times where you're supposed to be a critical thinker? You're in college, you're being challenged by professors, you're in the different discussions and stuff. But uh, I guess. Uh, you always learn the hard way when you can't in the U.S., huh? Yeah. I got some serious blind spots and some things. I consider myself an aware guy, but, you know, if I had a Madden rating, it'd be more like 88. Right. I wouldn't kind of really break 90 on my awareness. <laughs> All right. Well, luckily, you and the boys at Stack Capital have figured out something, which is uh, getting value on sports betting. The Edge Finder uh, Slack channel has been on fire le- recently with a bunch of different recommendations. So uh, if you're apt to look into that Edge Finder Sports on Twitter, and at Stack Capital is at uh, for Stat Cap on Twitter as well. We are on the Believe Podcast Network. It's BLEAV.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And Chris's Twitter handle is Lou Mandingo Rock. Again, this is episode 65 of Believe in Betting LA. Uh, you can find us wherever you choose to get your podcast from, including iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And if you can subscribe, you'll know exactly when we publish every single episode. So this week, we're actually getting a bonus episode, and that is for our two-game NFL slate tomorrow. It was a three-game slate, Chris, before, of course, Baltimore and Pittsburgh was postponed earlier today to Sunday. That has to do with a rash of positive COVID tests for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, their entire backfield went down sans Gus Edwards. So we'll see if the extra couple days allows for any of those players to play on Sunday. So we're not going to be talking about that game. It was really the best game uh, of the three-game slate. But we do have two really good games here, Chris. And both of them have a, a – I don't know if they're great games themselves, but the spreads are three points – both teams obviously play both Detroit and Dallas on, on Thanksgiving every year. It's tradition, just as it is to eat pumpkin pie, uh, corn, uh, cream of corn, Brussels sprouts, whatever you like as your side. We also have Detroit and Dallas every single year. So before we move on and talk about football, let's talk about it, Chris. Let's talk about our favorite Thanksgiving dishes, our favorite Thanksgiving sides or desserts. Uh, I saw something earlier this week where it was like a fantasy lineup of $20. You know, those things where you have to pick the the various items. Uh, just sure. give it to me here. Is there something obscure at the Lourdes household that has for Thanksgiving? Is there something that you that you only have one Thanksgiving? What stands out to you on your Thanksgiving plate? Yeah, I don't think there's anything super original. I do remember growing up, 
when my grandfather was alive, uh, he hated all vegetables. So the only thing green we ever had would be peas. And peas really aren't a vegetable. They're more of a starch. Uh, and then occasionally we'd have some red cabbage, which uh, I was not a big fan of as a kid. Too, uh, too bitter, not my style. So I was, I was plain Jane. But as I've grown a little bit older, I've started to adopt you know, a dab of gravy here, some stuffing. And as of late, uh, I get my cranberries on my plate and I don't, don't mix the cranberry itself, the fruit. We get a little bit of that sauce, just a little bit of that sauce on the fork and you mix that in with the mashed potatoes. And, uh, yeah, you got yourself a little sweet and savory going. There you go. Beautiful stuff. Um, you know, really for me, I think it's all about the star of the show, which is the turkey. Uh, and then the stuffing really is the star. It's, it's truly turned into, for me, at least the star of the show. That's uh, that's what I like the best. And, and look, you can get turkey all year. Stuffing is kind of a, a once-a-year deal. You don't see stuffing on the menu very often unless it is kind of mimicking a Thanksgiving type of feast. You see some sandwiches that are, you know, Thanksgiving-themed, and so you'll see yeah, stuffing on Pilgrim those sandwiches and stuff. But, but, yeah, you very rarely see stuffing any other time of year under any other sort of context really have to uh you know literally stuff your face with stuffing that's exactly why it's called that uh and and it's so tasty obviously all the different desserts and different sides that's really what it's all about is getting that variety going i know a lot of people like ham a lot of people don't like turkey um and it's very difficult to prepare as well that's kind of the traditional part of thanksgiving um i think you go for the turkey is always good when it turns out that way i've never tried the deep fried turkey i would love to try that sometime i think that would be awesome so we will talk about our two-game NFL slate tomorrow. We're also going to break down how we did last week. For me, it was not a very good week. For Chris, uh, it was a, a below-average week as well. But before we talk about last week and we talk about the two-game NFL slate, do want to thank our sponsor for today, Bet Online. There's an all-day college basketball marathon going on as we speak. It's beautiful to watch. We've got a lot of good football coming up both today, uh, excuse me, tomorrow and Friday. And then, of course, we've got a lot more college football on Saturday and then a full NFL slate on Sunday. There are no bye weeks this week, only two games tomorrow so we got literally 13 games on sunday and then one game on monday so head to betonline.ag they've got everything that you need to take advantage of all the great sports betting and they have tremendous sign up bonuses as well so head to betonline.ag today again that's betonline.ag and sign up today betonline your online sportsbook experts so let's transition chris let's talk about last week before we move on and we talk about tomorrow's two game slate for thanksgiving I had a bad week. I went 2-3-1, and one, and I lost my best bet for the first time in a month. So I underestimated UCLA's offense. They absolutely went out there and dominated. I guess but in retrospect, that's probably something we should have handicapped Chip Kelly going to the house that he really helped build up there in Oregon and Austin Stadium. Uh, they played tremendously well without their starting quarterback. They went in there and you know not only covered, but they had a chance to win there at the end. So I lost that one there at the first half under. I also underestimated USC's ability to go on the road and take on a Utah team that had not played before. I liked Utah to win that game outright or at least cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. USC rolls. I did hit, however, on the Jets plus nine-and-a-half. Look, this Chargers team... It's a lot better than the record indicates. They, of course, have the best player on the field than Justin Herbert. But as we mentioned last week, they are not a good enough team to lay 10 points because they're a team that no matter what happens in the game seems to find themselves playing to the very end there in a one-possession game. It's exactly what happened again. It did not cover that spread against the Jets. Uh, and then we both liked the Rams. I liked them to win outright. I also liked them plus four. They went in there and beat Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. Uh, my best bet lost 20 and a half. I had Ohio State. Did not even come close. Indiana really underestimated that offense and their ability to stay in that game. Uh, it was a 28-point game 
early in the second half, they came all the way back in Deanna. They had the ball and had a chance to tie the game there at the end before the clock expired. So I went two, three, and one. That puts me at a cool 16, 16, and one on the season, seven, four, and one at best bets. You are also, Chris, at 500 now. <laughs> right now, we're both at exactly 500. Would have won it any other way. At least all we can go is up from here. I got uh, definitely have gotten comments before that there's plenty of people out there would kill to be 500, you know, this deep into a gambling season to to have an even record. Uh, and I feel OK about it, given kind of how crazy the year has been. And, you know, I always I, I do a good job of talking myself into, you know, bets I placed that lose when the game starts in my favor. Like, I took USC, Utah under 27 and a half first half. They had six points after the first quarter. I felt great about that, right? And even money. UCLA under 68 and a half for the game should have hit, except I think Oregon returned either with a punt or a kickoff or an interception or something late. In right, the, at the in end the of the first yeah. half. And yes, so that's, that's hit, it. Balls right? in the air. They return it with the last play of the half. That's a seven yep. point swing. And that's it. So I win that bet. Like, those two things, right? If you think about. You know, it's just it, it it can it gets frustrating, but that's you know what. At the same time, I say you know what, like that's that's a strong bet. And if I could place that bet an hour after the game started, you know, if the first quarter ended and I could still get even money at USC at Utah under twenty seven half first, like I'd lose a billion dollars, right? So frustrating. Um, Aaron Donald didn't get a sack. He came so close so many times. They did double him the entire game. But, I mean, the guy is just an animal, just like bruising through two guys. I still I still enjoyed it, even if I lost it. Jets Chargers over 23 half first half was a W, and then the Rams took care of business. Um, I thought the Rams looked, for a game that they only won by a field goal, looked, looked pretty dominant to me. Um, just seemed to be in kind of control the whole time. Brady never looked, never looked comfortable, and... What did I see? Uh, was it Pro Football Focus posted something like Brady has completed zero passes over 20 yards, like passes where he throws the ball 20 in the air. Yeah, his deep ball is off right now. Uh, just not not great, Bob. Not great at all. But again, crazy year. Uh, we're both even. Um, I could I could be I could think of much worse things, especially in week one when I go 0 and five. So I'll take it, and we shall finish strong. Yeah, yeah, totally. Look. There's a lot more NFL, there's a lot more college football, and historically, where I do very well is college basketball, um, but as we've discussed, you know, there's never been any, a year quite like this. There's a, a lot of different variables that go into really everything. I mean, you may have loved Pittsburgh tomorrow because it was a short week or whatever. Guess what? Now it's on Sunday. Maybe your bet's in, maybe it's not in. Things change so very quickly here, and so you have to be able to adjust, and uh, you know, really, this is just one of those years where, you're, like, like you said at the beginning, you're happy to be even. You're happy to not have lost a bunch of money. So we have two games tomorrow, and both teams, both Detroit and Dallas, play every single year, so it should be of no surprise and to be no stranger for Thanksgiving Day. They're as Thanksgiving as stuffing on the plate is, both these teams, as I mentioned earlier. Let's start in the morning here. We have Houston taking on Detroit. This one's, of course, from Ford Field. It's a 9.30 a.m. tip. The Texans are 3-7 and coming off of an upset of New England at home last week. The Lions are coming off of getting shut out at Carolina last week, and really no game, I think, Chris, showed me the importance of coaching more than that game. You had a backup quarterback in P.J. Walker from the XFL starting for the Panthers. You had the Lions going in there. Both teams, you know, obviously desperately trying to save their season, especially the Lions at 4-5. and five. And they get absolutely shut out. There's no reason that Detroit should get shut out at Carolina. But you have an amazing coach in Matt Rule and Joe Brady putting the right people in place. And you've got 
a Matt Patricia led team that, that really, <laughs> really, this guy is, is, you know, he's oh, on his way out. It, he's, he's on his way out. We all know that he's, he's a dead man walking, a lame duck coach. And it's been that way for quite some time. So now we're seeing Houston. They've got interim head coach, Romeo Cornell. They're up to Detroit. Three point spread here. Houston is the road favorite. Total here is 51 and a half. Give me your thoughts here on Texans at Lions. So I've got, first of all, I'd like to see the Lions stop playing on Thanksgiving, tradition or not tradition. Um, let's get some better teams in there. Like, let's maybe let's rotate this. How great would it have been to watch Kansas City and Las Vegas on Thanksgiving? Like, that was a great game. Let's, uh, you know, or let's put them on ESPN2 or something so we can watch something something better when they're on. Um, Texans minus one half for the first half at even money. Texans under 10, well, of Texans and Lions, so the total under 10 first quarter around minus 110, minus 115. Okay, so that's me. I have it for Chris. Let's just talk about it here. As we discussed, like the Lions have played every single Thanksgiving since, I believe, 1934. This is typically a division game. The last two years, they've lost to the Bears. The previous two years before that, they split with the Vikings. Uh, they've, they've lost three straight. Following that was four wins. Following that was nine losses. So it's a very streaky record here for the Lions on Turkey Day. Uh, this game actually occurred in 2012. And guess what that final score was? The Texans won in overtime by three points. <laughs> this is the exact <laughs> spread that we had in 2012, which is hilarious to look back on. You know, this is a Houston team that I think is playing a lot better since Bill O'Brien got fired. It's a team that I think is playing, uh, you know, better ball. Certainly not a great team, but it's not a team that was shut out on the road against Carolina last week. So I'm surprised to see the spread so low. I think this was this is a little bit uh, a good of a great value here for Houston. I'm confidently taking them minus three. I just don't see how this very undermanned Detroit Lions defense is going to stop Deshaun Watson and company. And then again, of course, Houston's defense isn't anything special, but you have a star in J.J. Watt. He's going to want to go out there in primetime or, you know, when the entire country's watching him and play well. And I think this Houston team's starting to turn the corner. They have no playoff aspirations, but they have not given up on the season. I think Detroit's kind of packed it in for the year with Matt Patricia on his way out. So I like the Texans here, minus three. If I had to pick a best bet, that would be it. Certainly very confidently taking Texans minus three. Our yeah, next that's, I, think, I think you see a big difference, too of the way they play for the coaches, right? Like the Texans, they have pride. They like Romeo Cannell. They want to show up for him. The Lions couldn't give a shit about Matt right. Patricia, right? right? Like they don't like him. They're packing it in. They're worried about their stats. They're worried about not getting hurt. Uh, I think that difference will, will show itself tomorrow. And it's, again, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon, November 25th, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, so we don't have any player props, at least I don't right now. But something always happens Thanksgiving, Chris. What is it? It is Marvin Jones going on. He's <laughs> going on. Always has touchdowns on Thanksgiving Day. So, props out there that probably don't account for previous Thanksgiving history. And that's not necessarily the best way to, to obviously try to profit. You want to look at uh, the previous month or so. And he's been very good as well. Kenny G is very likely out with a broken hip, or not broken hip, but a sore hip. Uh, so, again, I like, I'm going to take Marvin Jones confidently over the touchdown, uh, the receptions, the reception yards. Uh, this guy always, always seems to show up. And it's this is a game which is, I think the game script will favor that as well. Detroit should be down chasing this Houston Texans offense. And uh, I do think that Marvin Jones was a good bet to get a touchdown tomorrow. Our second game in the afternoon is 1.30 p.m. tip-off tomorrow. Uh, and that is a huge tilt in the NFC East. Both these teams are 3-7, and seven, which is good <laughs> enough. For tie-off the NFC East. <laughs> so you have the Eagles at three, six, and one. Of course, that tie early in the season. Then you got both the Giants, the Washington football team, and the Cowboys all at three and seven. This is a massive, massive game. One of these teams will be more or less eliminated from contention in the NFC East, but one will be in, in, in good shape there. So three and seven, three and seven for both. The Cowboys are three point 
home favorites are coming off an upset last week of the Vikings. His total is at 46 points. This is a tough one for me to handicap, Chris. What are your thoughts? Uh, this could be a dumpster fire as well. Hopefully, hopefully the Texans save us all and put on some sort of performance. I don't know about the NFC East. I mean, just can we put them all in a Thunderdome and create an all-star team that goes to the playoffs and have some competent football being played? Cowboys pick them in the first quarter, right around minus 115 is where you want to get that. Cowboys, Washington, under nine and a half first quarter total, right around minus 105. And then the Cowboys team total under 24 and a half for the game team total. Okay. You heard it there first. Look, this, this Cowboys offense looked look, look like they were starting to get it back together. Andy Dalton, for whatever reason, people think that he's just an utterly, uh, you know, ineffective quarterback. And I think that we're, we're remembering that game with Ben DiNucci and trying to translate over to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's a, a fine quarterback. You know, he was a good starter for many years with Cincinnati. A lot of weapons in this team. You saw that amazing CeeDee Land touchdown catch in the end zone last week. Um, this this Cowboys offense is a lot better than I think people remember it being earlier this year. And then, uh, you know, Alex Smith, probable comeback player of the year, put up a show here. Um, so it's an interesting game. I like the over here. I think those two teams are going to show up and they're going to score. This Cowboys defense is getting healthier. And I do like the Washington football front. But I don't think either of these defenses are that great. And 46 is just a smidge low. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over 46 in this one. If I had to take a side, I do like Washington football team plus three. I did see an amazing stat yesterday, Chris, that uh, Thanksgiving teams that are favored are 33 and 14 against the spread since 2004 or something like that. So I took the road favorite Houston Texans. Um, I'm not taking the Cowboys at home as the three-point favorite, but I thought that was an interesting stat. So if you want to go ahead and, uh, you know, take that as history repeating itself, then, then go ahead and stay away from both of these underdogs. Any final thoughts here, Chris? This is episode 65, a pre-Thanksgiving version of Believe in Betting LA. I just hope we get surprised and see a good football game. The Steelers-Ravens, I think, is what everybody was looking to lay on the couch and unbuckle the belt and watch. Um, sadly, we aren't going to have that. Hopefully they can show up. Hopefully everybody's dinner goes off without a hitch. Hopefully everybody is able to enjoy some portion of their family. Um, strange times we live in, but uh, this too shall pass. Indeed, yes. Everyone have a very happy Thanksgiving, however you are choosing to celebrate it. Tomorrow, I know a lot of people are still going to be with their family one way or another. If you choose to be do so in person, uh, please try your best to wear a mask, stay outside, etc. cetera. Uh, of course, we all want to see our families, but we all want to see them safely. So everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the family. Enjoy the football tomorrow. And enjoy college basketball being back in their lives as well. For the Bleed Podcast Network, for Stag Capital, for the Edge Fine Sports, for Chris Lord, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.